We are in a series, we're focusing um, this year on his kingdom come, his will be done. We want not our kingdom, not the, the um, kingdom of the United States, not the kingdom of anything. We want God's kingdom to come. That's what we want to experience. And we want his will to be done. Each one of us have desires, ways we would like the world to be, ways we would like our job to be, finances to be. Uh, we got one more over here on the far side. Um, they'll come, I promise. Um, we want his will to be done. So his kingdom come, his will to be done. We believe that to do that, we have to be set apart. What does set apart mean? It means we got to look different, but it's not just optics. It's not just let's all wear a different outfit. It's that our, our, our countenance is different. Our actions are different. Our speech is different. Our trust is different. When something happens and we should be just pulling our hair out, obviously I've done a lot of this, or different things, then, then, but it should look different where people are like, there's something in you. What is it? And we're set apart so that God can actually come. Last year we focused on taste and see that God is good. We want to be a church where we're trustworthy, where God can send whoever he wants here, regardless of their background, regardless of their choices, regardless of what they're going through currently in their life, that this is a safe place for them to come. They're not judged off of how they look. They're not judged by who they walk in with. They're not judged by how good they smell, how bad they smell, nothing. They're accepted to come in and taste and see that God is good. That in his presence, they would encounter Jesus. But to do that again, it means you and I got to drop some of our judgments, some of our prejudices, and we got to see when someone walks in, like we already prayed, we see God's son and daughter. And we see someone just like you and I have been on our own journeys of looking more like Christ, that so are others on that same journey. So we're doing the 365 Bible reading, going through the Bible chronologically, highlighting 365 different chapters for an overview. So it's one chapter a day. It's something that's um, just bite-sized pieces, something that where you can still add in other things. We're going through the, the, the book called Starving. The idea isn't that we're starving, but it, the idea is that we're hungry for more of Jesus. And kind of methodically as we go through these 21 days giving up things, if you haven't started that, I want you to know that it is not too late um, and you can get a book in the lobby and join that. And it's just a time to just kind of press reset and look at what we have going on in our life and how can we become more set apart? How can we slow down? So in this, using kind of the Lord's Prayer, and we'll put that up, Matthew chapter 6, verse 9 through 13. And... Uh, this is Jesus, he's talking to his disciples, he tells them, this is how you should pray. And he, in it, though, it's not so much quote this all the time, recite this all the time, but in it are some things that help us know how to pray, how to approach God, and are kind of, is, uh, kind of like a, a structure to it. So we're going through it backwards, um, which I don't think is exactly what Jesus had in mind, but it works it correlates with what we're doing in the starving book, and so that's why we're going in backwards. 
Um, I know some of you want to take a picture of it, so I'm going to move my beautiful face out of the mug. You can get your shot. Um, let's read this together, if you will, with me. So here we go. Pray like this. Our Father in heaven, may your name be kept holy. May your kingdom come soon. May your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us today the food we need and forgive us our sins as we have forgiven those who sin against us. And don't let us yield to temptation, but rescue us from the evil one. So today, there's a little bit of a hint of what section of this we're going to focus on. Anybody have an idea? Yeah. It's a little bit bolder, okay? So we're going to be focusing on give us today the food we need. Man, what a, what a great time of praise and God coming and praying over and where God comes. That's the food we need. And he comes and he ministers to us right where we are. So give us the food we need and forgive us our sins as we have forgiven those who sin against us. So today, focusing on Matthew chapter 6, verses 11 through 12. In here, there's kind of three main parts. There's the, the food you need. There's forgiveness. But then there's also that we were first forgiven. And we have to remember that we were first forgiven. Because we have to accept that to then be able to truly uh, uh, forgive others. But if we're not forgiving others, if we don't remember, then we're not really accepting the forgiveness that God has for us. So the first part here, give us today the food we need. In Matthew chapter 4, if you want to turn there. Matthew chapter 4. Verse 3 through 4. So this is Jesus. He's beginning his ministry. He's doing his own starving book. And he's out in the desert. I'm not, I forget what day he's on. But he's out there. And, um, and it says the devil, the tempter, comes to him. And, and starts trying to get him off course. How many of you guys uh, this week, just in the beginning, felt like you got a little distracted and you felt like something came to get you off course? Do you remember we talked about that last Sunday? That any time you and I make an effort and a decision to focus more on God and bring our attention there, things are going to happen. We went over to some friend's house last Sunday night and um, came back and went to bed and woke up on Monday morning. Sounds logical, doesn't it? You following with me so far? I'm a great storyteller. And so I go to take some, a couple of the kids to school, and I park in the front. Tamar parks on the side. And I pull around, and I realize, huh, the back window looks like it was rolled down. So I kind of stop, reverse, put the car in park, get out. It wasn't rolled down. Um, cliffhanger. It was broken, uh, a.k.a. shattered, slash somebody intentionally broke the window. And at first, I'm just thinking the window's broken, so I drive, drop them off, come back, um, let Tamar know, kind of wondering, uh, not because I wanted to point blame, but just, you know, was there anything valuable in the back, honey, that maybe you left in there that they, they wanted to get? And uh, so we go back out, and she's like, Pete, the ignition's all messed up. And so somebody had broken, we have a Kia Soul, which is the new Honda Accord or... Um, or uh, <laughs> Toyota that are just, it's like the top vehicle to, to break in. So uh, they broke the window. They went totally, you know, you, you use a screwdriver. 
Oh, I won't give you guys a lesson. But anyways, there's ways to, to get the car going. And uh, I don't know if it's when we came home late that night that it kind of spooked them and they left or what happened, but they hit some difficulty and gave up on it. Um, I go out, I have a, a newer Ford Expedition, newer car. Um, typically newer cars, you think less problems, but it's had this, uh, this leak, a coolant leak, and we can't figure out where it's coming from. It's just a little bit here or there, and now it's like just every time I pop the hood halfway through the day, the reservoir is now showing it needs more. And so just getting, and so all these things just kept taking place um, in the week which then threw me off from my reading, which then discourages me, which then makes me feel like everything that I'm sacrificing, I am just doing the starving for Jesus and I'm not actually connecting with God. So then what's the temptation that I've done a whole bunch of times is, well, forget it, this is probably just not the time for me to be pursuing God. I'll wait until life is a little more convenient. But no, we gotta, we gotta push through because God's on the other side of it. And there's a difference between me not reading because I look at my Bible, I'm like, eh, it's kind of boring, don't want to, versus me, you know, trying to figure out what took place and being shocked that why would someone break into a Kia Soul? No, there's a really good reason because it's easy. <laughs> Looking at these things or not getting to where, why is this happening to me? Anybody ever get into that mindset of why is this happening to me? But that we push through. So I want to encourage us whether you're doing, going through the starving book with us or not, just whatever's going on in your life, I want to encourage you to push through. What was that testimony you had about the, what did it say on the back? On the back of the blister packets, yeah. medicine, it says to push through. It says to push through. So he's telling me, and I'm not going to give all the details, but he's telling me this story of somebody who has the, may or may not be Jacob, but I'm not going to tell you who, has this blister packet of, um, of medicine and is experiencing some of their own difficulties and looks on the back and it says push through and feels like I'm getting encouraged. I'm actually going to push through this. So I want to tell us, get out your blister packet and yeah, there maybe is medicine there, but the idea is we got to push through. Okay. And so we push through because that's how much we want Jesus and we want Jesus in our life, we're going to push through. So I guess that was all. This isn't a good way to make up 15 minutes. I don't even remember what verse I'm on. Um, that was the intro. Yes, thank you, Matthew chapter 4, verse 3 through 4. And it says, During that time the devil came and said to him, If you are the Son of God, tell these stones to become loaves of bread. You know, it's just like somebody saying to you, You know, if you really are a Christian, why are you still struggling with that sickness? If you really are a Christian, why doesn't God protect your house? And like, why was someone able to break into your car? If you really are a Christian, there's those things. Just because we put our faith in Jesus doesn't mean that nothing happens to us. If it was that, everybody would be in line. We put our faith because he is good regardless of what's going on in our life. But Jesus told him, no, the scriptures say people do not live by bread alone. But how many of you guys do love Eugene Chernichenko's um, uh, ciabatta bread when we have that for communion? I mean, that is a Sunday you always want to, it's coming up, it's going to be the last Sunday of this month. So don't miss it. Bring your friends, 
bring a little extra butter packets in your pocket, and you can put that on as we take communion. I don't know if that's okay, but people do not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes from the mouth of God. Do we need sustenance? Absolutely, we need sustenance. But, you know, you and I can be eating the best meals and the best food, and if we don't have the word of God coming in, we can lose hope. We can have all we can we can have an amazing bank account. But if we don't have the word of God, we can still be empty. We can have all these different things, but if we don't have God, because we can't live by those things alone. So give us today, give us today the food we need. Now, but the important thing to remember is that's not just me sitting here and asking God, will you give me the food I need today? It's, I have to make room for it. So it's not just this miraculous thing, God, I want to keep doing what I'm doing. I want to keep eating unhealthy. I want to keep having a chaotic life, a chaotic schedule. I want to keep making really bad decisions, but just because it's, it's, it's an impulse thing I have. Lord, you're the one that gave it to me. And I'm just going to keep doing this, but will you please just, just make sure you, you give me the food I need? No, because it's not about that. He wants us to set aside time. He wants us to trust in him. What he teach the Israelites is that manna was going to come every morning. Don't save it up. Trust me, it will be here tomorrow. He wants us to trust him. We have to make time. We also have to choose that the food we eat, we're going to get from him. So where do you get your direction? Do you get it from the news? Do you get it from social media? Do you now put a capital D and a small R followed by a tiny little circle, some of us call a period, before your name because you read a whole bunch of documents and now you make decisions? What's feeding us? Does our favorite newscaster, talk radio, is that person, what they say is truth, what they say is actually going on, is that where we get our pulse? Do our circumstances dictate our pulse? Or do we get our food from God? Asking for forgiveness. How many of you need forgiveness? If your hand didn't go up, you definitely do. No, just joking. No condemnation. I've been working on it. Tamar said, don't shame people when they raise their hands. So I'm sorry. I'm wrong. But... I'm being true, you do need forgiveness. We all need forgiveness because we mess up. What is our mess up? Our mess up is when God has shown us a direction to go, a way to act, and we get off course because we follow our own impulse, we follow our own decisions. But at the end, it says, remind yourself that you were first forgiven. Why do we got to remind ourselves? It doesn't say that. I'm the one that said that. Thank you for catching me. But we have to remind ourselves that we are first forgiven because we all struggle with this last part here, the as. So we're asking God to forgive us and and also help me to maybe forgive others. But as we have been forgiven, as we forgive those who have sinned against us, So we're looking at the way God has forgiven us, and that's the way that we need to forgive others. Danae and the team, will you guys come back up? It'll help me speed up, just knowing you're here. 
You can play the instruments, that even speeds up my mind a little bit more. I want to encourage us this. One, that taking from this part of scripture, that we slow down, we make time to actually be fed by God. That we also allow God to look at the way we're even eating, the things we take in, and the things that he wants to shift so that we can be more fruitful. Anybody here ever eat something and it affected or drank something and affected the way you slept? Or maybe you ate or drank something and it just affected like how much energy you had? There's a lot of great food that I love and I enjoy it as it's going in my mouth, but towards the end, I just move a little slower and I just don't have. There's things that I can consume that totally change my sleep patterns, which then means I don't wake up on time, which then means I'm not being fed by God because now I'm in a hurry because I'm rushed and I'm running late. We got to look at these things. All right, will you put up the questions to consider? This is what I want us to do. Um, we're going we're gonna to think through these. And uh, ushers, you guys can come put communion out at the tables. I didn't get much into the forgiveness part, but I want to say this. It is absolutely serious, and it's absolutely important for us to be a forgiving people. So here's the questions to consider as they play this song. So what's going to happen is they're going to play a song. You're going to think about these questions, and you're going to ask God to reveal answers to you, to show you things. You might need to take a minute and pause and ask for forgiveness to God about something. You might need to say, Lord, I'm going to forgive these people. I got six people in my life that somehow I can't get out of my brain. And they affect the way, they affect my day. I'm, I'm always wondering what, what's the next thing they're going to say. Or I, I, just wondering what's the next encounter going to be like. Trying to figure out how do I, how do I work with this? I got to deal with that because I'm the one that's getting robbed by it. So what is God asking you to change in your schedule and consumption, food, drink, media, entertainment, so he can feed you with what really satisfies? I believe he'll show us. What do we need to do? And then don't try to justify why you deserve it. It's not about our rights. It's not about what we deserve. It's about how can we pursue God more? Number two, what do you need to bring to God to be forgiven for? What do you struggle to think he will forgive you for? Sometimes we hold on to something because we think it's too big. We don't think he'll really cover it. It was too big of a mistake. It might even be something that you think is too small. What can you bring? What can you come with? Say, Jesus, I'm sorry. I was wrong in this. Will you forgive me? Who do you need to forgive? For the first time or the 77th time, are you willing to release your judgment of them to God? Are you willing to let go of the pain they have caused you? We want to hold on to it because we don't think they deserve it. We don't think justice has been served. We don't think we have all these reasons. He just wants us to let go. He let go of what we did. And that's what we're going to do. So 
Will you stand? No, don't. Do whatever you want. Stand, sit. As they play, ask God to show you these answers. And um, if the ushers will come and grab the communion and then place that in the back and on the sides. And then as you feel ready, go and take communion. And when you take it, what you're doing is you're accepting the forgiveness of God. Because communion, the cracker, represents the broken body of Jesus Christ. The juice represents his spilled blood for you and I. That his life was poured out so that we can have life. So when we do it, we're, we're, we're saying we're remembering what he did for us. His forgiveness for us. One of the greatest insults we could do while taking communion is to, on one hand, try to accept God's forgiveness while still holding unforgiveness to someone else. Because guess what? He already forgave them as well. So let's release ourselves. Let's not hold on to the bondage. The way the little thing goes is unforgiveness is like drinking poison and, hope the, uh, and hoping the other person dies. Let's let go of it. Let's let God come in. And let's say, Lord, my whole life is yours, my time. What I like to drink, what I like to eat, my schedule, my rituals, all of it, I want to give to you so that I can be fed by you. Teach me how to live. So Lord, right now, I just ask that each one of us would hear you and be directed by you. God, that you would guide us. In Jesus' name.